All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Tonight we're going to go over some college football head coaching carousel that's going on. Plenty of news there. Going to go over the Adam Frazier trade, some Padre news. Uh, maybe mix in some Cash Medi picks that have been god awful this year. I, I, I've been really bad on the Cash Medi picks. I'm 29 and 30. As far as Twitter goes, but I'm even worse on, you know, picks outside of that. Uh, I'm just having a bad year, first bad year, technically under 500, you know, first bad year uh, on Twitter. I think I've done that. I think I've had seven or eight years of winning years on Twitter. It's it's seven or eight. Um, so this is either the eighth or ninth year that I've been doing it on Twitter. Of course, people are going to give you shit the first year that you lose, but I mean, so be it. You put yourself out there, you're going to get some shit on it. Um, but let's start with college football and all the coaching vacancies. I don't understand James Franklin and Mel Tucker getting 10 year deals at the Michigan State and Penn State. Franklin, I understand a little bit more because he could recruit. It seems like he can bring in some. Years he could bring in a top 10 recruiting class. He's never going to bring in a top five recruiting class. Maybe one year he might. I mean, he had the number one recruiting class for a while this year. No way that they close a number one recruiting class. I don't even think they'll get a top five class. Um, I don't understand giving a guy like him a 10-year extension, paying him all that money. For a guy that really hasn't done anything, I mean, what does he really want at Penn State? I understand, like, you know, the Jerry Sandusky thing, like, the program probably will never be the same, you know, just for that fact. Um, So it's a tough, like, he's not at, like, USC or, you know, Alabama or Ohio State. Like, he's not at those situations or LSU. I I get it. It's tougher there. But what are you giving him a 10-year deal for? Um, I think he's only had one win in 2016 or something, beating a top 10 team or something. I don't know. I forget. what I had a tweet the other day or something. Like, what has he proven that he deserves that? And what has Mel Tucker proven that he deserves that? Who was... Who is going to pay these guys 10-year deals? Like, who are you competing against? I don't understand what these universities are doing. Um, I think they're going to regret it. I don't know what the buyouts are on those guys. Maybe the buyouts aren't that bad. But usually the buyouts are really bad on those situations. Like at Penn State, like, you know, you want to get a few Big Ten titles in there, right? You want to compete with Ohio State. It's tough to compete with them. I get it. But you want to be, you want to say, hey, we're better than Michigan and Michigan State. Like, you want to be number two. And if you're consistently number two, then yeah, I, I would I would keep the head coach. But he's not consistently number two. I mean, he's not going to be number two this year. Michigan just beat Ohio State. Um, I mean, he's recruiting. He, he could recruit. And I think recruiting is the number one thing you want from your college football head coach because – as far as the X's and O's goes, that comes second. I mean, I don't even think Kirby Smart's that good of a head coach. He's about to be a national championship head coach. Um, 
but I'll get into the other guys. I mean, as far as there's three vacancies right now. You got LSC, LSU, USC, and Miami. I think all three are top 10 programs. And I'm a Miami fan, and some people will be like, how the fuck are you going to say Miami's a top 10 program? I'll just start with Miami. When Miami's got it rolling, the only thing that stops Miami is probation. That's the only fucking thing that can stop them. And you can say, well, they haven't been good in 20 years. You're correct. They haven't been really relevant in 20 years. Well, I'd say more 15 because coming off of the national championship in 2001, greatest team of all time, 2002, they should have got a national championship. You got the worst PI call of all time. Um, should have beat Ohio State. You would have had back-to-back national championships. I mean, they've won with shitty-ass coaches. Larry Coker fucking sucked. He won a national championship. Um, Dennis Erickson, he sucked. He wasn't that good of a head coach. They won two national championships with him. You know, they've got five national championships. There's certain programs that can win national championships. There's certain programs that can't. Miami obviously is a program that can win a national championship. And a lot of people are like, well, since the internet and since they went to the ACC, they haven't done shit. They've had shitty coaches. The, you know, the university hasn't spent the money. There was one time that they spent money or a decent amount of money and they got Mark Rick. And Mark Rick got him to the ACC championship game and you can say, oh, what's the big deal? And then he just was too old and he kind of flamed out. He was just like, I don't know. He was like an old running back. Like he had one good year and then the next year you're like, oh, he's done. Like that was him. Like it just, the game passed him. But that was the one time that they spent money in the last like 20 years or a decent amount of money. They went to the ACC championship. They, they are recruiting at a top 20 program, top 20, close to top 15 as just far as recruiting goes. And that's with fucking below average coaching. So if you give them a, a, a legit coach, you're going to get top 10 recruiting classes every year, if not top five. So when I hear Oregon fans, you know, in my mentions, because I put a tweet out, the thing on Miami, and I'll just try to explain this the best I can without boring people. I've listened to this guy on YouTube for a long since March, okay? And this guy has fucking been nails on everything on the University of Miami. Just nails. He's not, he, he doesn't, uh, he's not in the media. He, he's somewhat in the media, I guess, now. He's like getting there. But he's like a recruiting guy. He used to work, at, he said he worked at Rivals. And I think he said he worked at 247. And I've been listening to his YouTube. He has a YouTube channel, which I need to get, by the way. But he has a YouTube channel. And I started listening to him uh, this year in March, and he would he would say when they were going to get a head, uh, assistant coach like T. Rob uh, Tavares Robinson, whatever people don't probably don't know who he is. He's the defensive backs coach for Miami. He said like weeks before it got announced, he said, "Oh, they already got him. I don't know why people don't aren't reporting that." Like in the media. And then the media, like two weeks later, was like reporting it, and the guy already said it. Then there was recruits that he said were leaving. He said recruits that were coming. Like he's been nails. Like he, he got the transfer portal guy, um, Stevenson, Tyreek Stevenson. He reported that before anyone. Whatever. So the, guy, the guy's been nails. 
So basically what he's saying on the University of Miami is he's saying Alonzo Highsmith, who, if you guys know who that is, he's an ex-Miami Hurricane, played in the 80s, won a couple national championships, and he's in the front office for the Seattle Seahawks, okay? And, you know, like assistant general manager or something, something like that. And he's... He says basically that he's going to come back to the University of Miami. He's not going to be the AD, but he's going to be like football operations, something, whatever. It doesn't matter what the role exactly is or what the title of the role is. And he says he's going to be there. And then he's got a connection with Crystal Ball. And basically they, they feel like they're going to connect the dots with – if Alonzo Highsmith – I'm just going to say this so that you guys – I'm not going to go through a long story. I'm going to – if Alonzo Highsmith, if you see that on Twitter, hey, Alonzo Highsmith is back at the University of Miami and he's under the AD, whatever they call it, football operations, whatever. It's almost going to be like an assistant general manager or general manager, almost like for an NFL team. Because he was like, he's like a scout and helps out with, yeah, you know, I think he's been with the Packers and I know he's with Seattle right now. If you see that on Twitter, I would say there's probably an 80% chance that Crystal Ball is coming to Miami. Here's the thing on Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball played at the University of Miami. He, he was born and raised in the city of Miami. He went to high school in Miami. His family still lives in Miami. And I got all these Oregon fans telling me in my mentions that there's no fucking way he's going to leave Oregon because Phil Knight has Nike money and he can spend whatever he wants. Well, here's the thing on Miami. Miami is finally willing to spend. And once a program like that is willing to spend, good luck, dude. Good luck stopping them. If they get Cristobal, and I don't even think Cristobal is that good of a head coach. But I don't think Kirby Smart's a good head coach. But he's recruiting like a motherfucker. Kirby Smart, if you go look at the recruiting class in the last three years, including this year coming up, Kirby Smart is recruiting better than anyone. He's better. He's recruiting better than Saban. Saban's a much better head coach than he is. And if you get any, if you get any talent close to Kirby Smart, then Saban's going to win. But right now, if you go player for player, Georgia's player for player is much better than Alabama's. Much better. Not much. I shouldn't say it like that, but it's better. And. I think Kirby Smart's going to whoop his ass next next week in the in the SEC championship because he just has better players. Like his D line is so fucking nasty. His his front seven is just going to kick Alabama's ass, in my opinion. And Bryce Young is a true sophomore or COVID freshman. I don't know what they consider him, but it's his second year, so it's his first year starting. I just don't see how he's going to beat like this elite of a defense. But I don't think it's because Kirby Smart is such a great coach. I just think it's because he has such better athletes and such better players. What I'm trying to say is Kirby Smart's been recruiting better than Nick Saban. Nick Saban, obviously, is the top three recruiter. If you go ask Nick Saban, though, Nick Saban said the best recruiter he, he, the best recruiter he has said is Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball, if you look at what Crystal Ball is doing at Oregon, it's really – you got to give props to what Chris Ball has done at Oregon. Okay, Oregon, I know they got Nike money. I know their facilities are as good as anyone's. That's great. You still got to fucking say, hey, you need to live here for the next four years in Eugene, Oregon. That's not a great sell, dude. 
That's hard. That's a hard sell. You tell someone, yeah, the facilities are great, but the best thing that you could do in Oregon is look outside and see a fucking tree. Or you tell someone, hey, man, you go to Miami, you got strip clubs, you got fucking chicks left and right running around, you got the beaches, you got the weather, and you got fucking cocaine. I'm not into the cocaine shit, but the people in Miami, those Cubans, they're into the cocaine. The nightlife and the whole partying and and, uh, having a good time, it's so much easier to sell that shit at Miami than it is at Oregon. So all these Oregon fans and these people in my mentions that are just like, how the fuck? I didn't even think Miami was still a program, this and that. Miami has five national championships. You have zero. There's a reason for that. It's because of the location. That's the only fucking reason. Okay? South Florida, if Cristobal comes to Miami, I promise you this. I promise. He will rec- he will get a recruiting class in the top five 90% of the time, if not 100% of the time. He will dominate recruiting. He will take all those South Florida kids. He will take even uh, North Florida. He'll take all Florida. I mean, he'll dominate South Florida. He'll nibble on North Florida, and then he'll nibble on other states. If you look at Oregon's recruiting classes the last couple of years, the best players are in California and and other out-of-state players. They're not from Oregon. So it's so hard for, for a university like Oregon to be the best of the best. You look at Georgia, it's easy to recruit in Georgia. You got Atlanta, all the kids that are there. Okay, there's there's a lot of good players in that state. And then there's a lot of good players that are close, you know, right there in Florida. Georgia recruits Florida. Georgia recruits Florida. Clemson recruits Florida. Ohio State recruits Florida. And Alabama recruits Florida. Because Florida State, Miami, and Florida right now all suck. If any of those schools get a, a legit head coach, okay, which none of them have had, since Urban Meyer and Jimbo Fisher, which Urban Meyer won two national championships at Florida, Jimbo won one, okay, and then Miami's won five. Once a program in the state of Florida, like, kind of puts a fence on Florida, then that program is going to dominate. Because to me, the best high school kids are in Florida. In the state of Florida. It's better than Texas. It's better than California. Now, people will argue with me. That's fine. But look how good Oregon is. Basically, what do you think Oregon is? A top 10 program right now? I would say yeah. But they're not a top five. They don't get into the college football playoffs. And Cristobal has done, a, and he's done a great job there. I'm not saying he hasn't. He's done a great job, and he's a national recruiter. So he can go into states, you know, like New York. He can go into Texas. He can go into Florida. Like, he's that good. And his best players usually are coming from California, and then he nibbles, like, at Texas, and he'll get a kid from a different state here and there. But if he could do that at Oregon, what the fuck do you think he's going to do at Florida? In Miami. He's going to take South Florida, put a fence there, and then he's going to nibble at any other state, you know, that he wants to get like the best of the best player, like the best old lineman, wherever he, the, the best old lineman's from. He's going to be like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get that kid and get him to come over there. Then, then Miami's going to be 
<laughs> like you, like forget it, dude. I'm telling you, I know, I know what I'm talking about on this shit. Miami will be become a fucking dynasty if Cristobal gets there. They will become basically. I think they'll become exactly what Ohio State is every year in the playoff hunt, and then you know, I don't know. One out of every five years or two out of every five years basically be like a national championship contender, um, if not better. Because I don't, I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think Ryan Day is a better coach than he is, you know, a guy at Ohio State. Now, if they don't get Cristobal, I think they're getting Lane Kiffin. I think they're getting one or the other. I would put it at about 80%. But like I said, if Alonzo Highsmith goes to Miami, I'd put 80% Cristobal's going there. If not Cristobal, I'd put a 90% that Kiffin. So I, I think one or, one or the other, 90% chance that they get one or the other if Highsmith goes there. And I think Kiffin would do a great job there too. I think Cristobal would do a better job. He's from Miami. Apparently one of his parents, either his mom or his dad, is sick. I don't know if that's just a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently one of them might be sick and he wants to go home anyways. Dude, the guy wants to go home. He wanted to go to Miami from the get-go. Miami fucked up. And the only reason why he never he didn't go to Miami is because the AD over there sucked. And he hated the AD, and they already got rid of the AD. They're getting a new AD. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive that uh, behind the scenes, this deal is pretty much already done. There's only one loophole, and the loophole is... He is a Nike, he has a Nike contract with Phil Knight or something with Nike and the University of Miami is an Adidas and apparently they got to figure that part out. If they figure that part out, I'm pretty sure Cristobal is going there and Miami's going to be a powerhouse and be a top five program. As far as USC goes, I think they're going to get Pete Carroll. I got a feeling that Pete Carroll's going there. You haven't heard any rumors of any names really going there, right? Who who was the rumors that were going there? It was James Franklin. Well, James Franklin signed a 10-year deal at Penn State. What are the other rumors? I haven't really heard any. Just watch Pete Carroll on the sideline for the Seahawks and tell me he doesn't look like he's out. I think he's out. I think Russell Wilson's out. I got a feeling Pete Carroll's going back to USC. And here's the thing on Cristobal. Is Cristobal and Oregon, to me, this is the max that they're going to be. I think they could get in the college football playoffs once every five years. You know, I think if Cristobal stays there, I think, you know, once every five years, I think they could get in the playoffs. But once USC gets their program going, that was with Clay Helton there. So you were able to go into California and recruit guys. Once once USC gets a legit head coach, you're not going to be able to get California kids anymore because then USC is going to get them. And then once you're not able to get that, there's really no Oregon players, you know, in that state. So you got to go to Washington. You got to, you know, and Cristobal still would recruit. But he's recruiting top 10. If USC ever gets it going, then he's going to be recruiting top 20 classes. If USC, like I said, ever gets it going. So what I'm saying is he already hit like his ceiling almost. And when you didn't, excuse me, when you didn't win with Herbert, you didn't win or get to the 
college football playoff with Herbert? I mean, I don't know, dude. I think he's I think he's better off at Miami. And then LSU, I don't know who LSU is going to get. I got a feeling Jimbo Fisher is going to go there because LSU is a better program than Texas A&M. Look, Texas is going to go to the SEC. I know everyone thinks Sark sucks and blah, blah, blah. I think Texas has got a chance. Texas's biggest problem, and I said this the day that they, they did this deal, when they signed with the Longhorn Network, that was the stupidest fucking contract I've ever seen. You got like two or three games that are on the Longhorn Network. No one can see it. No one knows where that channel is. No one has the channel. And you don't have all your games on national television. And you can tell me, oh, it's only like two or three games. To me, that shit matters. And they haven't been the same since they went to that network. Go look at it. Go look at what year they signed that deal and then go look the years after it. They haven't been the same. So I got a feeling that Jimbo is going to say, well, Texas now is going to the SEC and they're going to steal a few players here and there. He's at Texas A&M. He's going to say, fuck it, I'll go to LSU. So I got a feeling that Jimbo's going to go to LSU. Texas A&M's going to be shit out of luck. I don't know who they'll get. But I think Lincoln Riley stays at Oklahoma. At least that's what it sounds like. He, he told the reporters today he was staying there. I think they got screwed on the fucking no-pass interference call. So that's how I think the coaching carousel is going to go as far as college football goes. And and to be honest, I think college football, once they go to the 8- or 12-man playoff, I think it's going to be better than the NFL. I think this shit's going to be great, dude. I think recruiting's going to be great. Um, once you're – like, I'm a Hurricanes fan, right? If Cristobal comes to Miami, I don't think he's a good coach, but he's going to recruit and Miami's going to dominate with him because then they're going to get tough – with O-lines and D-lines, and you know they can get speed. They always can recruit speed. They can recruit three stars at Miami, you know, just in the state of Florida, three and four stars just for speed. They're going to have enough speed. You got to get the O-linemen, and you got to get the quarterbacks. Tyler Van Dyke is going to be the number one pick in the 2023 draft. I'm telling you that right now. That's my prediction. That guy is a fucking stud. He looks like Carson Palmer. And... Crystal Ball will have him probably only for one year, but then they have Jake Garcia, who everyone at Miami said was better than Tyler Van Dyke, which is pretty much impossible considering Van Dyke's going to be the number one pick, in my opinion. All right, we're going to switch it over to the Padres and the Adam Frazier trade. Um, I knew the Padres were going to trade Adam Frazier. I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I, I knew, but I expected the Padres to trade Adam Frazier. I thought... Um, you know, you're going to save $7 million, $7.5 million, $8 million, whatever exactly it is. And it just, it never was a fit. And it's one of those things that I don't like about Preller is I feel like Preller, like, if we're doing a grading chart, right? And the value of the trade is like, let's say, let's say he was trading 45, you know, the number was 45. And he got Adam Frazier back at 51. He netted six. Like, he's just going to do it instead of thinking, is this going to fit in the clubhouse? Does this fit with our lineup, our playing time with all our players, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like he, I don't feel like Preller cares about that part. He almost does it like 
as if like you're doing a dynasty mode like on PlayStation. I don't know what the baseball games would be called, but it'd be like Madden, you know, like how I used to play on Madden years ago before I ever got married and shit. He just feels like he's he's playing like a dynasty mode and shit. So he's like, well, I netted six. Like, that's a good trade. No, it's not a good trade in the sense of now you got Hosmer pissed off. You got Kim pissed off. You got Cronenworth pissed off. Like, because they're all rotating. And like, none of them, none of them were playing day in and day out. And they didn't know their roles anymore. And I think now trading Frazier is good because you got to find out on Kim. You need to find out if that guy could play. You're paying him $7 million a year. And I think the only reason why they got Kim was the other teams told Kim, we're going to send you to the minor leagues because he should have been in the minor leagues. And the Padres were like, oh, we'll, we'll, play, we'll put you in the major league right away. So he's like, okay, I'll sign with you. Which is fine, but you need to find out the second year if the, if the kid can play. Now, obviously, he could play defensively. I mean, he looks like a gold glove defensive shortstop, second baseman, wherever you put him. He looks like a gold glover. I mean, that glove is fantastic. He's athletic. The kid knows what he's doing. But can he hit major league pitching? I don't know. Okay. It's really hard to tell if he can or he can't because he have not got enough at-bats. So I think this year you need to find out if he can hit. I assume he's going to play second base. I assume Cronenworth's going to play first base. And what you do with Hosmer, I have no idea. But I'm getting really tired of Padre Twitter, like, I don't know. Just just get rid of Hosmer. Just get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. And they won't say anything on Myers. Like, I'll, I'll have respect for you if you rip both of them. Because I don't like either one of them. Like, I'll admit I fucked up, or not fucked up, but... I'll admit I was wrong on Hosmer. I would have given Hosmer a five-year deal, $100 million, you know, and I would have said, you know, because I thought he was going to be pretty good. I, I never really thought he'd be worth the contract, but I thought, like, it gives you a name. It gives you – it'll help people out. I thought he was going to be good defensively. I thought he was going to give you leadership, and I still think he, he kind of gave you some leadership. I, I don't know where all these rumors are coming from that he's a – clubhouse cancer and this and that maybe maybe it's true i don't know but like darren smith like oh i i heard this this i mean i don't know i i feel like darren smith is playing off of padre twitter and trying to he he knows that 90 percent of padre twitter hates hosmer so they're gonna agree with it and kind of like it and yeah that's great i don't know i don't listen to darren smith i haven't listened to him since the Chargers left I can't stand Marty Caswell. I mean, honestly, when you listen to that show, which I haven't in years, it honestly sounded like for years that Marty was like sitting on his lap typing at the same time. I mean, she's right there going. Like, how fucking annoying. It's just so annoying. Like, you can't listen to the fucking show. She's so bad. She ruins the whole show. Um, I don't listen to any sports talk radio anymore, though. I'm on the end of podcast. This just got awful, dude. Anyways, um, but I have respect for anyone that's, you know, will rip both of them. I don't know why Myers gets a pass in this town and Hosmer gets ripped for everything. Hosmer sucks. I, I'm fine. I was wrong. 
But all those people that, that, you know, are telling you that Hosmer sucks and is the worst player in the history of the game, 90% of them are the same people that told you that Chase Headley was so good because of his war. We are so into this fucking war bullshit. Not, not we, not, not someone like myself. We're, Padre Twitter and so many people are into PFF's grading system and war bullshit. And it's just like, dude, fucking open your eyes and watch the fucking game. Let me ask you this. Let's say there's first and third. And the Padres are down by one run. And there's nobody out, or one out. Padres are down one run. Well, let's just say there's second and third. Because I know Padres would be like, oh, Hosmer hit a double play. Let's say there's second and third. There's one out. It's three to two, and it's the bottom of the ninth. Would you rather have Hosmer up or Myers? I'd rather have Hosmer up. But we, we got this sense on Padre Twitter, like as if Myers is an all-star and Hosmer's the worst player in baseball. Like I get it. Like I said, Hosmer sucks. But don't tell me Myers is any fucking good. Myers fucking sucks. And Myers is getting this, paid the same thing. Myers is making 20 million this year. Hosmer's making 20 million. They both suck. So if you're going to sit there every single fucking day and put something about Hosmer, at least mix in some Myers bullshit. At least mix in some Myers. Otherwise, I got no respect for you. And I also have no respect for the people on Padre Twitter that are hiding behind Twitter accounts where I don't know what your name is. I have no idea who your name is, but you're going to rip every single player. You're going to be Mr. Negative on everything and fucking talk all this shit. But you're like Padre's... Uh, Hosmer's DFA or like, I don't know, you know, go, go listen. I, I, I hate Twitter. I fucking hate it sometimes. Adam Schefter will tweet something out in the NFL. If you go look that I'll bet you 90%. If you go look at the first 10 tweets, 90% of the tweets are from people that are hiding behind the account. It's like Dak Prescott's asshole. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws interceptions. You know, something. It's just so stupid. It's the dumbest shit, dude. Put your name behind your Twitter account or shut the fuck up. Otherwise, don't be talking shit of every little fucking thing. God, it's annoying, dude. It's so annoying. It just pisses me off because you you got no credibility, none, none whatsoever. It's just annoying. Um, and I see these people talking about let's get rid of Robert Hassel and get and shed Hosmer's contract. If you trade Robert Hassel, who I told Padre Twitter, I told you this midway through the season, I said this guy's gonna be a top 20 prospect by January, whenever the you know the Keith Law and the uh fangrafts, oh fangrafts, you know, because Padre Twitter just circle jerks to fangraft. They just Love Fangraph. They can't get enough of it. I mean, they go on the website Fangraph, and it's like they drop their pants and get out the lotion, and nobody's nobody's at home. Nobody. And it's just like they can just spank themselves and just holler if you want to. Nobody's here. You know, just oh my god, Fangraph, Fangraph, and all those Keith Keith Law, all those prospects, whatever. I said, I said it like in 
I don't know, July or something. I said, Robert Hassel will be a top 20 prospect on the new rankings. And the reason why I say that is I watched him a little bit in the minor leagues. And you just look at his on-base percentage at the age that he is, and he already knows the strike zone that well, that guy's going to be a player. There's a very good chance that that guy is going to be a player. And one of my buddies today, who I respect very much, I'm not going to name his name, I respect very much, he's telling me we need to get guys with on-base percentage guys, and then he's telling me I wouldn't mind training Robert Hassel. I mean, he doesn't watch the minor league stuff like I do. Like, I'm not trying to, like, take a dig on him, but I think I should text him, like, dude, if you you want guys with on-base percentage, then why do you want to trade Hassel? I don't think trading... Let's say if you got rid of the whole contract of Hosmer, but you traded Robert Hassel, and you got nothing back, right? There's no fucking way I'm doing that, because I think Robert Hassel, for four years at um, $59 million, like, as inflation keeps growing, and I'm not talking about, like, the Joe Biden inflation. I'm talking about, like, Major League Baseball inflation. Like, every year, you know, the contracts go up. Um, four years of Robert Hassel, $15 million basically. Like, I think by his year three, the guy's going to be worth, like, $25 million a year. Twenty million. I mean, he possibly could be. I shouldn't say. I mean, I don't know. Now that I think about it in that sense, maybe. But you. But okay. Let's 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 play the game. So you trade Robert Hassel and you trade you trade Hosmer and you say, look, we just saved twenty million. Now we're going to go sign Nelson Cruz, and Nelson Cruz for two years is here for a two year deal for forty four million. So you pay him twenty two million a year, right? So you're basically saying we got rid of Robert Hassel to get Nelson Cruz for two years. After those two years, okay, if you don't win a World Series, to me it wasn't worth it. Because Darvish is gone after two, he's got two years left. Snell's got two years left. Cleverger only has one year left. Musgrove, unless you give him an extension, which you probably will, so let's say you gave him a four-year extension. Okay. So you have that's your first pitcher. Paddock, um, I think you would have to give an extension by then. Well, I'll play the game. You gave him an extension. Gore still okay. You don't know what you have necessarily in Weathers and Gore. Lament's got a spaghetti arm. Uh Clevenger, I don't know if I mentioned him already. He's gone. Because you or you had to sign him. So where's your pitching staff? Oh, okay, we we need to go spend for pitching staff. Oh, well, okay. Where are you saving money? Because Tatis is making a shitload of money now. And let's say um, Machado came, um, he opted in, right? So he's got five more years on his deal. Myers is gone, okay. Let's say Grisham, by that time, you, you had to give an extension. You had to give an extension to Cronenworth. My point is, you need so much fucking pitching... Unless you're Lang, unless Lang's going to be good, and you know, but who knows on that? My point is financially, okay, Abrams comes up and you don't have to pay him. My point is financially, the best way I would go or I would approach it is 
I want Robert Hassel and Abrams not making that much money. Batting in front of Tatis, getting on in front of Tatis and Machado for two, three years without paying those guys really that much money. To me, that sounds like sounds like a plan that I like. I would like to see. Instead of, you know, like I don't think the Padres are going to win the World Series next year. I mean, Nelson Cruz will help a lot, like a, a type like him. But you're giving up possible, you know, 10, 15 years of a Robert Hassel for that. I mean, I don't know. To me, that's a huge risk. Then I'll tell you something else, like. A Nelson Cruz type, and I'm just saying like a two-year deal Nelson Cruz because basically what you're talking about. Because look, Hosmer makes $13 million the next year. So what if Hosmer comes into next year and let's say he has a halfway decent year because it was only last year he was having a good year. He was having a really good year. Looked like he was going to have his best season and it was COVID. I know it was a shortened season, Craig. He fucking COVID. He fucking sucks. I, I got it, dude. I got it. He was having his best year last year. He hit nine home runs in like 36 or 37 games. This year he hit, what, 12 home runs in the whole season? Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. And his defense was terrible. But let's say let's say he, he plays better with Bob Melvin. Let's say he hits 275, he hits 15 home runs, he hits 85 RBIs. Like, I don't think that's crazy to think he could do that. Let's say he did that and he had an on-base of 340 and his defense was a little bit better. I mean, the guy won four gold gloves. Four gold The gold gloves doesn't matter. I, I got it. I fucking got it. It also doesn't mean he's the worst defensive player in the league, which he looked like he was the worst defensive player in the league this year. My point is, you don't go from that bad to gold gloves to that bad. Like, something's wrong. Like, mentally, I don't know. He's having. I know he was having a kid this year. I don't know. I have no idea. But let's say he gets back to, you know, a halfway decent player. You're telling me that his value of trading him now at three years and $39 million isn't much easier to trade? Of course it is. So I would take the gamble of let's see what he can do this year or just bench his ass. And that's another thing. What if you bench him the whole year and he gets so pissed off that he's a bench player, he's a backup that he says, I, I don't want to opt into my contract. I want to get the hell out of here. Maybe he opts out of the last three years and just says, I, I, I want to play. I would rather take a fucking, you know, three-year deal of only, you know, 15, 20 million. I don't know. Somewhere else and say, I'd rather do that so I could play instead of taking, you know. And that was aging. I, I understand. But it's a possibility that he gets so fucking pissed off. And his wife gets pissed off and says, we want to get out of here. Um, let's go back to Kansas City. Maybe he does that. I don't know. My point is, do not trade Robert Hassel. You want to trade Luis Camposuano and maybe even, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to do Gore because we don't have enough pitchers. But you want to trade one of those guys before Robert Hassel in his contract thing? Fine. But don't fucking do Robert Hassel. I'm telling you. Abrams, do not. As far as Abrams and Hassel go, I think Abrams is going to be on the team next year at some point, June, July. I don't know. Um, I think Abrams, I hope they put him in center field. 
that pushes Grisham to right field. We need one more outfielder. I don't know as far as what they're going to do. But, I mean, Hassel can play center field too. I mean, you just, to me, you don't trade those two guys. Don't fucking trade them. I wouldn't even trade Gore. I wouldn't even trade Luis. The more I think about it, I wouldn't trade any of those four just to get rid of. Because Luis Camposuano, what is he, like 22 years old? The guy can hit, okay? It's just can he field and can he, you know, learn a pitching staff, call a game, all that bullshit. Well, that takes time, sure. Hopefully Austin Nola can have a good year next year because he traded a lot for that guy. I mean, that guy can hit, but he just, like, always is injured. But let's say Austin Nola has a pretty good year next year and then Camposuano kind of, like, gets in there, like, 50 games he starts. And then fucking 2023 maybe starts another 80 games and Nola, you know, starts 80 games. And then by the year three, Camposuano's in there. Like, you need a good young catcher. Like, those are hard to come by. I wouldn't even do it with Camposuano the more I think about it. Like, eat that contract. You're not going to get rid of it. And I think you can get rid of it a lot easier come next year. But every goddamn day I'm on Twitter, I see something about Hosmer and and it's like... Like, I saw one trade proposal today. It was like, it was trading like six, seven guys in our minor league system. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. We don't have that much depth in our minor league system. We still have some elite prospects in Camposuano, Gore, and Hassel, and Abrams. And then we got some guys that I think, I think come this time next year, I think people would be like, oh, the Padres minor league system is pretty good. Like, Josh Mears is pretty good. I mean, he broke out last year. If he didn't get hurt, who knows? Justin Lang, let's see what we got. Like, there's guys in there. We need to see another year where they were really young. And I know Preller can get more guys. Like, he's that's his forte. That's what he's good at. But fuck, dude. You don't... <laughs> I mean... It's a lot of people I respect too on Padre Twitter. Just, I'll just get rid of Robert Hassel. They get rid of Hosmer. I almost think that we're trying to get rid of Hosmer just because we don't like the guy. Like it's almost like personal. Just get rid of him. I don't fucking like him. I don't like his, you know, politics and I don't like his attitude. This and that. I don't fucking give a flying fuck about that shit. I care what's best about the team. Okay, I want to do what's best for the team. So whatever the value of best of the team is. If you want to just bench his ass, bench his ass. I don't care. Put Cronenworth at first base. Go get a DH. I, I, cool. Oh, but he's making $20 million and he's sitting in the bench. I got it. But why aren't you ripping Myers? Myers is, it doesn't seem like an everyday player either. He either gets hurt or he fucking sucks. Or he'll have two good months and then he'll fucking suck. Like, how long are we going to wait on Myers? But I... I don't get that about Padre Twitter. We rip Hosmer like he's the worst player in the history of the game. And we have people on Padre Twitter that are like, oh, Myers is good. Like, what? what? the fuck are you talking about? They both suck. So rip them both. I think you have a better chance, honestly, of flipping Myers than you do Hosmer. Because Myers... Has one year left of twenty million, right? And there's like some buyout of like a million or two, which is, I mean, that gives a flying fuck. 
But I think one team, a team would be like, all right, you eat 10 million, we'll take on 10 million. Because they might say to themselves, hey, Myers is going into a contract season, and he might say, to, like, we need to, like, break out, like, you know? Like, he might have a breakout season because he's going into contract season. He might, you know, go to the batting cages more. He might focus because he's looking for that last payment. I don't think Myers is going to do that because I think Myers has probably got so much money. You know, Myers doesn't look like he spends a lot of money. He probably just chills. But, as, but I mean, switching the topics on the Padres, I think they need to go get some relievers. So I'm glad on this trade, Frazier, he got one reliever. I trust Preller. Finding a gem as a reliever like this guy, I don't know if he's going to be some gem, but if he is, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, left-hander throwing 98 to 100. Hey, man. I mean, I, I think getting rid of Frazier was a good idea, though. But I don't know. All right, till the next time. Good night, guys.